Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX 10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking mostest, Angel Wallace-Miles. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How are you going? Oh my gosh. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're old here, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I am really, really excited about today's episode and I'm actually feeling a little bit emotional today. I don't know why. It has been a big couple of months. If you've been following along, you would know that I handed in my dissertation on Friday, which is a big piece of writing that I've been writing (laughs) Uh, for my university degree. I've been working on it for about a year and a half now and is a project all about weight gain and how medication causes weight gain and the role of pharmacists in that, et cetera, et cetera. And it felt almost like this huge giant weight had just been lifted off of me. And I have been working on this piece of work for God, what feels like forever. And when I say working on it, I mean, it was all I was thinking about for hours and days on and weeks on end. And it almost was like I I hit the end and I handed it in and it felt like the most anticlimactic emotion I have ever experienced. And so I, you know, took the weekend to be with my family and to chill and now it's Monday and I'm just like, what do I do with myself? You know, it's that aftermath of I'm very, very, very close to finalizing, you know, my bachelor of pharmacy degree. And you go into this weird transition period from being a university student to now being a fucking adult. And it almost seems like no one else is having this conversation. So I really want to raise it to you. And it is that it's scary. I feel really scared. 
I feel really, really scared about what I'm doing and if what I'm doing is right. And I'm questioning myself. And, you know, today I thought it would be a good idea to have, you know, just a rest day. Like it's Monday. I, you know, don't have a lot of uni study to do. I thought I would just take it cruisy. And there's so much guilt that surrounds that and so much negativity that surrounds that. And then I'm scrolling and then you end up in the deep scroll spiral. And it feels like that old saying of new, new level, new devil. You know, it feels like I'm in a really cool new level of my life and yet I'm having some old self-beliefs come up and some old obstacles, mindset obstacles come up and it's really interesting to kind of witness, you know, how am I going to navigate this and how am I going to look at my life now? And what is my life even going to look like now? And so I really want to share that with you because sometimes, you know, you can see people like myself online And it can seem like I've got my shit together. And guys, (laughs) I really don't. I am just out here winging it, making a podcast about all the things that I love, sharing my journey, keeping you guys, you know, in the loop about everything that I'm learning and figuring out as we kind of go on this roller coaster together. And so it's been really exciting. And I feel very blessed, very proud of myself for handing this in. And also very lost. And I think that, you know, you're allowed to have all of those feelings just existing. And you're allowed to be so happy, but also very sad. I feel so happy. I feel so proud. But equally, I feel like I'm grieving a part of myself, which was the Bachelor of Pharmacy version of Angel, who will no longer exist. Like those last four to five years of somebody who has been working so hard on a degree that they probably won't really use. Like that's that's what I'm facing with is the fact that I'm not going to use my degree in the way that it's supposed to be used. You know, I'm not becoming a pharmacist at this stage. And that's really scary to take that leap of trust in yourself to go, you know, what, I'm going to work on my business. And that's where I'm putting my eggs. <laughs> that's the basket I'm choosing. And so I really would love you girls to be a part of this journey with me because there's a lot of influencers, a lot of content creators, a lot of business owners, a lot of high achievers who listen to, you know, so many different podcasts and think everyone is succeeding and they don't hear this part of the journey. This is the scary part and this is the leap of faith part and this is the I don't know if I'm doing it correctly or if I'm doing the right thing part. And so if you're in that particular mindset where things are at a crossroads or you're not sure if you're making the right decision, I'm going to put my hand up and say, hey, I'm there too. And we will get through this. (laughs) How blessed are we that we get to, you know, have the opportunity? You know, I think about this a lot in terms of not, not as a way to invalidate my feelings because I'm allowed to feel scared and nervous but almost as a way to put it into perspective, like how blessed are we that we got to go to university, that we got an education, that I, you know, have a roof over my head to fucking live in, that I have the opportunity to purchase podcast gear and make a podcast and, you know, the fact that I have a fucking iPhone to make social media content, like that that's pretty fucking cool. And as much as I am at this crossroads and I feel so lost and da-da-da, I'm also equally fucking aware of the immense privilege that I am exerting and I'm, I'm really very much not, not, I guess, 
oblivious to that. And so that's fucking cool. Now, that is not why I have gathered all of us here today. (laughs) I have actually gathered us all here today because I have been posting a few reels about self-talk, about body image, about self-love, etc. And it's really come from a place of I have a little sister. She is 11. Her name is Kitty. She is, oh, every time I think about Kitty, my eye, my eyes um, well up because I have so much love for that little human being. And she's at the age where, you know, girls start comparing themselves and all of this type of self-doubt and thoughts come into the head. And she hasn't really overtly expressed that to me yet, but I'm actually, you know, reflecting on when I was her age and da, da, da. And it made me realize that, There are so many girls who are my age, you know, 22, 23, 24, 30, 35, you know, whatever age, even as young as 14 that are listening who don't talk to themselves very nicely. And actually, let's let's just call a spade a spade. Like y'all are out here being fucking horrible to yourselves. Like y'all are out here saying some disgusting ass shit about yourself, to yourself, to other people. I think it's feral I actually like let's just call it what it is the way y'all are talking to yourself is fucking not okay and I'm not here to shame you I'm actually here to call you out and there's a difference you know I have been in that position and I'm going to tell you my story my story (laughs) that sounds so cringe I'm going to tell you my story around my self-talk journey my self-love journey and I really want to give you some insight into that because I, I was there. I was the human being who was fucking horrible to herself. I did not like anything about myself. And it is so interesting that I'm now in the position where I am, where, look, not every day is a fucking godsend, but to the most part, I'm really content with who I am and I'm really content with the body I've built. And, oh, don't get me wrong, like, I've decided this past week that I want to lose, you know, one and a half kilos <laughs> because I just feel like I am more happy in a, just a slightly leaner body, just slightly. So, you know, there is that that equilibrium of I feel really content with who I am and equally I still am allowed to level up and to, you know, transform my body and configure it into a way that I really love and really admire and I think is really strong and I think that both are allowed to coexist and you guys know this I think you're allowed to love the body you have now and also equally want to change and transform and up level and I really want to talk about how I got to this mindset in which I'm holding so it's been a it's been a journey it's been an interesting couple of years and I would like to take you back in time and tell you all about it so if you're ready Feel free to grab yourself a cheeky cup of tea or some popcorn as we review the last few years of my life. And in the meantime, give us a cheeky follow on whatever social media platform you're listening to this to and enjoy the fucking episode. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, put your seatbelt on. Put your fucking sunglasses on <laughs> and just get ready to enjoy the show. So... I want to take us back. I was trying to think about how far do I take you back? Let's go back to maybe 2009, 2010. So at this stage, I'm eight. Yeah, eight or nine. And it was, you know, I grew up in the early 2000s. I grew up in the early 2010s. This was just pre, you know, 
Instagram really taken off pre-TikTok, obviously. And the big thing at that time was actually magazines. Like, you know, those teenage magazines that your mum would get from the convenience store or or the supermarket. And they had like fucking maybe Zendaya might have been on the cover because she was in that Disney show or Miley Cyrus was on the cover or whatever model was big at the time, whoever it was, they were on the cover and they had the the thigh gap, which may or not have been real. It may have been edited. You don't know. And there was all these different things about how to get the body of your dreams. And those YouTube channels that were titled or YouTube videos that were entitled how to get a thigh, thigh gap with this one workout or how to get a flat stomach in 14 days, all of these things. And I grew up in that. And unconsciously I guess I built this mindset around what the perfect body looked like and what the perfect woman looked like and in my mind she looked like a stick (laughs) I was trying to think of a more elegant way to say it but she looked really tiny and she didn't look like me and I did those workouts in my room I tried to be as quiet as I could I tried all the different hacks to make my hair lighter by putting lemon juice on it because it wasn't good enough. And, you know, look, wanting to work out or wanting to do the lemon juice trick on your hair, like they're not the end of the world. I think that there's a difference between that and something like, you know, starving myself and body um, eating disorders or something like that. So there is a big difference, I believe, to that. Obviously, something like the thigh gap workout can be a trigger for some people and, you know, I wasn't at that stage yet. Um, towards my later teens, I, you know, did start eating a lot less, et cetera, et cetera. But I wouldn't say I've ever had an eating disorder per se, because I do think that there is a difference between that. Anyway, so I really grew up in an era where there was a particular body type, which, you know, the the women who were attractive and loved and admired is what that person looked like so there's that kind of aspect of my life and I guess parallel to that was I grew up and I, and I don't ever want to victimize myself but I'm also just going to say it how it fucking was I grew up around men who had no issue in name calling and it was predominantly as I got older so my most recent ex-partner now we're looking at like you know 2018 2019 was it 20 no 2018 2019 2020 yeah my ex-partner was definitely verbally abusive you know he would call me every fucking name and uh, you know some horrible adjectives and some very demoralizing things and if you're in a relationship like that, I really just want to take this moment to say, that's not okay. Somebody, you're allowed to have an argument with your partner. You are allowed to have an argument with a family person or a friend or whoever it is, or even, you know, a customer at work or whoever, but you are not allowed to tolerate somebody attacking you, your personality, what you look like, the way you act, who you are, your culture, your ethnicity, your shape, your size, whatever it is, that is not okay. So somebody trying to come for you personally is not okay. And if you're in a relationship where somebody is verbally 
abusing you and calling you all different names under the sun I'm sorry but that's not that's not on that's that's not good that's fucked and I really implore you you know there obviously I I don't believe I was in a domestic violence situation um it was definitely borderline you know there's some things that this person did which I think were a bit dangerous um I'll pop a few links below to resources within Australia within the UK and within um America for those types of services if you are seeking help obviously I'm not an expert I can't speak on those topics um as I am not qualified but I am imploring you that however stuck you feel there are resources human beings people places uh services that can 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 help you escape these types of situations um I'm not going to speak any further on it because I don't think I'm qualified to but I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah, in my in my past relationship, he was very verbally abusive. He would say lots of different things about me and the way I act and my mental state and all of these types of things. And so I guess it got to the end of or the middle of 2020 and I felt pretty fucking worthless. I did not care for my body. I ate shit. I consumed shit as in like I watched shit TV. I dropped out of uni. I got a job that I really didn't love. I didn't exercise. My sleep was shit. I was working weird shifts where I might start at like 5.30 a.m. I might finish at 9 p.m. I might finish at 10.30. Like I was literally sleeping all over the place. I felt horrible. And I guess I solidified this, this whole feeling by the way I spoke to myself. And so I would talk to myself like I was literal dirt. Like I would actually say horrendous things about my mental state, about my body, about my ability, about my intelligence. I did not like a single thing about myself. And oh boy, oh boy, did I remind myself of that through the way that I spoke to myself. And God forbid, God forbid somebody gave me a compliment. (laughs) Like I would shut that shit down. Because I truthfully believed it was not true. And this really peaked, this this mindset that I had really peaked in 2020 when I started, well, I tried, started starting to go to the gym. I don't even know why. I think, oh, my, I was during COVID and my dad, I was staying with my dad or seeing my dad quite a lot through COVID and he was really into the gym at that point. And he was like, you know, you should work out with me. It's really good for your mental health. You should start doing weights, la, 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 la. And I I tried to push that shit away. I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not somebody who really gyms. I kept saying that. I'm not someone who gyms. I'm just not somebody who lifts weights. You know, I'm just not. I gave all these excuses. Anyway, (laughs) he eventually got me out in the garden and we did some workouts and I actually really loved it. And so I started doing more and more and more and I realized how critical I was of my body and it really again was so obvious when I started going into the physical gym when we you know when the pandemic started allowing for gyms to reopen and the government started allowing gyms to reopen and I was terrified of being seen and you guys know I speak a lot about gym anxiety and about you know fear in the gym And I'm a really strong believer that your fear in the gym and your anxiety within the gym, it stems from somewhere else. So 
mine was really a fear of being seen. I wore baggy clothes that covered everything. I wore like long leggings. Uh, I, you know, wore all the big t-shirts and jumpers and I felt stupid. I felt fucking worthless. I felt like I didn't belong there. And I continued and continued to speak to myself like I was fucking dirt. And I would provide further evidence for myself that I didn't deserve better. And this is the part of the story where I would like to, you know, I would like to be the storyteller who says, you know, one day everything changed because of insert blank. (laughs) And that's just not the truth. Like, that's just not how it fucking happened. I slowly continued going to the gym and I started speaking to my therapist and I realized that I was actually deserving. I'm getting emotional. I realized that I was actually deserving of goodness and love and positivity. And the interesting part of this was that this love didn't start with my ex. It didn't start with parental figures or friends or family it actually started with me and I began to go on dates with myself just me and myself (laughs) go on hot girl walks I started to really prioritize self-care and going to the gym and eating better and investing in a therapist and reaching out to my general practitioner about a mental health plan and I started to journal and listen to podcasts and I actually started to bring a awareness to how I was talking to myself. I guess I never really realized how evil I was to myself. And the whole principle that I've realized was behind this is really, how are you ever going to truly be able to accept love, you know, from partners, friends, children, animals, anyone in your life, really, parents, If you do not view yourself and wholeheartedly believe that you are someone who deserves love. And I sincerely implore you to explore what is your internal monologue, your internal dialogue, the way you speak to yourself like. You know, you spend the entirety of your life, every single second of every single fucking minute with one person that is you yourself and you baby (laughs) and if you continuously remind yourself of all the horrible things that you are that you do that you exert you are forever going to believe that you are not a good person and that you are not deserving of love and so there are four really key steps that I want you to take away from this the first one is awareness Have you actually put a pause on your mind for one moment, stepped back and actually thought, hmm, how do I speak to myself truthfully? And the only person who knows the truth about that is you. So how do you speak to yourself? Are you nice to yourself? Do you say nice things about your body? Do you say nice things about your personality? Do you say nice things about the human being that you are? Number two, start to make small changes. Instead of, you know, allowing yourself to say, oh God, you look so, I don't know, fat or skinny or 
this or that or whatever the fucked up thing is, right? You look to this, you look to that. You know, when you say that, when you're hearing yourself say that, almost put that like stop button on. You know, on the radios or like on the on the consoles, you've got pause, play, and then there's stop. I don't really know what the stop button does. Like how is stop different to pause? I don't necessarily know. All I know is in this context, when you hear yourself say that, I want you to imagine that you're pressing the big stop button and you're almost like stepping out and going, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down here, cunt. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And be like, well, okay, well, if I believe I'm to this, fine, that exists. How can I think about something else positive? Okay, well, I actually, I think, you know, my, my eyes look really pretty or oh gosh, like this is really my color. Like I love this color on me. How can you make small, very minute changes that add positivity to your life? Step three. Now take these small changes and do it over a period of time. This isn't a one day thing. You're not gonna have the snapshot light switch moment that they might show you in the motivational YouTube videos or the or the movie that you see, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to work on this mindset shift for a long time. You are, let's say you're 25 years old, or you're 14 years old, or you're 30 years old. That is 30 years, 24 years, 14 years of learning how to dislike yourself and how to tell yourself how much you dislike yourself. You have learned for years on how to speak to yourself in such a horrible way. Now you're expecting yourself to unlearn that behaviors and not just unlearn it, you're expecting yourself to fill it with positivity. That's a big fucking ask for your mind to do. Your mind needs to create all these new neuronal brain pathways. It needs to create all these different connections in your brain on what you think of in terms of yourself. So give yourself time to build that connection with your body, with your mind, with yourself. And the last one is acceptance. So not just acceptance within yourself, but also acceptance when other people project love towards you. You know, I want you to one day receive a compliment from someone and actually receive it in your heart. You know, when my partner says to me, you are so beautiful, I I wholeheartedly accept that. I say thank you so much. I appreciate that so deeply. That is me accepting his compliment because his compliment is a gift. The words that other people say to uplift you, they're a gift. That person wants you to feel seen. They want you to feel loved. That is such a precious thing for someone to say to you. You know, when you walk down the stairs in that beautiful gown on your ball, or your formal, or the first day of work, whatever you're wearing to your first day of work, and your mum says to you, oh, you just look so amazing. Accept that. That is you learning to accept love into your world. And you are teaching your body that she is enough and that she is okay to be loved. So, you know, really be aware of how do you accept compliments? Do you even accept compliments? Do you reject them? Because there have been times in the past and, 
even throughout my relationship with my partner Tom who is the most beautiful human being I've ever met in my entire life he is such a kind soul there have been times where he's said to me gosh you look so beautiful and I've just said oh my gosh no I don't I feel horrid I have just taken his gift and shoved it in his fucking face like that is literally what I've done I've taken the love he has for me and just shoved it away you don't have to necessarily believe it yet. You don't have to say that. But you can thank them for trying to bring you up. Because he could have not said anything. But he didn't. He chose or he sh- they chose or she chose, whoever this person is. He, the, she. Pff, oh my God, my English. He, they, she, whoever it is. They've actually provided you with this gift. Lastly, you are what you attract you start with yourself you learn to provide yourself with love and that will open the door to endless beautiful people who will come into your life one example of this was in early 2021 I met my partner Thomas and he has taught me I'm getting emotional again he has taught me so much about what it means to love and to be loved in the most healthy, beautiful way imaginable. He has taught me that a man is allowed to love. He has taught me that a man is allowed to be good and that I do not have to accept anything less than good and great and beautiful and that I am deserving. And he's truly given me so many gifts in the way of love and goodness and so with this episode I really want to finish it off by reminding you and giving you the permission that you are allowed to be loved you deserve love you were not put on this planet by whatever god or science you believe in whatever the fuck you believe in or no or whatever you you know (laughs) whatever faith or not faith you have You were placed on this planet or born into this planet not to be hated, not to be dragged down, especially not to be dragged down by yourself. You were born here because you deserve to be here. You are loved. You are enough. You have always been enough. And I hope that you start by reminding that to yourself. I hope that you are able to become aware of the way that you speak to yourself and aware of the way that you project hatred onto yourself. And I hope that you utilize things like therapy and journaling and discussions with your friends about this topic. I think that is really powerful. You know, talking to your friends. Hey, I feel like this. What are your thoughts around it? What are your thoughts around self-talk? Like actually open up those conversations. And I hope that you learn to really wholeheartedly love the human being that you are becoming. And again, I want to say this isn't the perfect fairy tale ending. I absolutely have days. As you saw at the start of this episode when I was chatting about where I'm at in terms of my mental state and in terms of how lost I feel. You know, life isn't perfect, but life can be good and life can be full of love. Live, laugh, love. (laughs) fuck me (laughs) I'm that fucking cringy bitch dang it um 
But no, I hope that you have loved this episode. And if you did, please share it on your story, follow us, tag us, send me a message. I really appreciate you listening. I love you, <laughs> as you can tell. And I think so highly of you. And I think that you are such an incredible human being who has so much to offer to this world. And I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. Let me say that again. I wish you could see yourself the way that I see you. Because I see you as a ray of fucking sunshine. And I hope that one day you're able to view yourself like that. Okay, I'm about to throw up in my own mouth out of all the cringy, cringy fucking shit I've said. <laughs> but it's all fucking true. So take it, accept that gift that I've just, just fucking given you. I hope that you accept it. You better fucking accept it. <laughs> just poured out my heart to you. Don't stomp on it, bitch. <laughs> um, I'm going to love you and leave you. I will see you in an episode later on in this week. And until next time, please do something for yourself because, bitch, you motherfucking deserve it. Bye.